Hello, this is Bill Lytell again with some wisdom for your walk. I like principles in the scriptures. I look through the Bible to find principles. Principles never change. They stay the same. Not everybody always under a principle fits under it, but about 98% of the time the principle is true and makes sense in the lives of people. A promise from the Bible never fails. When God promises something, it never changes, never fails. It always is the way he said it is. But a principle in the Bible is a general truth that normally is the way it normally works that way. There may be an exception or two or three to the principle. Generally speaking, it's true. We have, we have a principle of gravity. Gravity, 98% of the time, is consistent and predictable. But there's a few times and a few places in Earth that gravity doesn't work the way it should work. And so uh, it's, it, can be, it can be wrong than what you normally do. So the principle, understanding the Bible, principles are general rules that normally happen in a vast majority of the time. Promises of the Bible are absolute the very character of God depends upon them, and they will happen all the time perfectly to what they say. I want to speak about this principle of prosperity. The Bible says in Psalm 30, verse 6, And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. In Job chapter 15, verse 21, uh, section, the second section of that verse Eliaphaz is giving advice to Job, and he says, In prosperity, the destroyer shall come upon him. In prosperity, the destroyer will come upon him. Have you ever noticed that when you're, if you married people out there, your marriage seems wonderful, your health's fine, your kids are model citizens, your finances are in the black, the sun's shining, the sky's blue, all of a sudden, out of the blue, comes some cat- catastrophic, totally unexpected problem. Boom. Uh, my brother, uh, for years, he's about 10 years older than I am, and we were going someplace and doing some things, and I noticed that he kept moving further and further away from something to read it. Eventually started wearing little reading glasses. Of course, I'm in my 30s and 40s during that period of time, and so he ain't, he's not able to read without reading glasses. And I said to him, in my prosperity, I said, I'm never going to need reading glasses like you do. I will see closely uh, until I'm 55 years old or more. And at 45 years old, I bought reading glasses. In my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Most of us have experienced that, that when we're in our strength, when we're in our prosperity, when we're in our confidence, we say stupid stuff. I don't know if you've ever made these kind of assumptions, but, but I know I have. How many of you have gone on vacation for a time of relaxation in the midst of the supposed time of R&R? You have one of the most mammoth fights with your wife you ever had in the history of your marriage. I know I have. That's happened to me. Uh, when I was uh, in my prosperity, when I was in my vacation, when I was in my R&R mode, when I was supposed to, we were supposed to be doing one of I just got in the flesh, stupid. Let my, let my guard down. And, and when in, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. And in prosperity, the destroyer came. In 1 Thessalonians 5.3, it says, When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman and child, and they shall not escape. 
sometimes people in their youth feel like the, they can do anything. They can overcome any obstacle. They can beat any enemy. In their heart, they see someone else fall into some sin or weakness, and they say, I, I'll never do that. I, I, I won't ever fall into that thing. And boom! Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 18, Pride cometh before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Here they fall into the very thing that they were strong in. A biblical principle here in times of prosperity can be some of the most dangerous times in your spiritual life. I'm serious, so serious about this this morning as I give this podcast. Uh, we have three examples real briefly. I'll give a brief example of Elijah. Elijah was a prophet of God found in 1 Kings chapter 17 through 2 Kings chapter 1. He was, man, he was God's man, but he was in a dry period of Israel where Israel had turned away from God, turned to a false god, the god of Baal, which was a god of uh, fertility and thunderstorms, rain. And God, just to show them that Baal wasn't a god, caused them to have a three-and-a-half-year drought. And, of course, Elijah was being fed and, and given water during that period of drought. Eventually, he comes to them and says, hey, why don't we decide who's God? And so he challenges all the 850 priests of Baal and of the grove to a, to a contest. He said, you build an altar, put your sacrifice on it, but don't put any fire on it. You call the Baal, and the Baal uh, lights that on fire, then he's God. I'll build an altar, altar after you. And so they went on for about a half a day or so, began to cut themselves, do everything, because you know nothing's going to happen because Baal's not God. And so then after they were done, couldn't do any more, Elijah, he builds an altar there, doses it down with three, three times with water so that it is absolutely soaking wet. The trench is full of water. Then he gets on his knees and said, God, show them who, who you are. And God comes out with lightning, eats up the water, eats up the sacrifice, eats up the very altar in front of all these folks. And, and Israel says, uh, 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 Jehovah's God, Jehovah's God. Well, that was a high time, and that was a time of prosperity for Elijah, a time of great, great victory for Elijah. But I want you to notice something. It was after that great victory that Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. And Elisha runs like a scared rabbit down to Beersheba and out into the wilderness and says to God, take my life. I'm no better than any other man. Go ahead and take my life. And he gets into the massive depression. So out of the blue... After this real high time, this real time of victory, the time of prosperity, in prosperity the destroyer shall come, uh, Elijah falls into the trap and gets into his most backslidden time ever. You could go to Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 2 through 11. You see Solomon, he, he didn't have to fight the battles his dad fought. He inherited the prosperity and inherited the country. <clears throat> he was... The king, uh, one of the greatest kings of his time, tremendous wealth, tremendous wisdom, tremendous influence. His health was good. And in the middle of his prosperity, the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1, King Solomon loved many strange women. Uh, Solomon clave unto them in love. And he turned his heart away in verse 3 there of chapter 11 of 1 Kings. So when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart. After other gods, his heart was not perfect, Lord God, and was his heart of his father David. In prosperity, the destroyer came to Elijah. In prosperity, the destroyer came to Solomon. 
David's another example. 1 Samuel chapter 16 through 1 Kings chapter 1. It was when David had conquered most of his enemies that he was stayed back in Jerusalem. He was getting old. He stayed back in Jerusalem. It says in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, but David tarried still at Jerusalem. That he tarried at Jerusalem, and that's when uh, he uh, came to pass in eventide, verse 11, 2 there. And David arose off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. That was Bathsheba. My mother said, there's nothing good happens after 11 p.m. And he was out, out looking around, bored, in prosperity. Oh, the sweet psalmist of Israel. In prosperity, the destroyer came. When peace and safety, the Bible says, beware of sudden destruction. The Bible says, pride cometh before destruction. The Bible says, when you think you stand, beware, take heed, lest you fall. This is a principle found throughout the scriptures. You could go to Joseph if you wanted to and look at his life and notice that it was in his prosperity that, that uh, sudden destruction came. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. So it's, this isn't a time, to, and if you're in prosperity and things are going good for you and the family's good and the family's healthy and people are complimenting you and your work's good and finances is good and all this good and your church is good and God's doing, beware. It's not the time to quit praying. It's not the time to quit working. It's not the time to be at ease. It's not the time to lay back. You need to practice James 4, 7. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. We're all subject to this principle. Beware in prosperity. You often think maybe in calamity the destroyer comes, but it's in prosperity the destroyer shall come. May this give you a heads up with some wisdom for your walk.